0: Uh, Two queers walk into a church. Today we're talking about dating outside of our religion. Last week we talked about dating outside of Christianity, and today we are talking about being Muslim and dating outside of your faith. So, without further ado, here's our guest. Introduce yourself.
1: Hello, my name's Mo. I'm Muslim, and I'm gay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah love it love Love it it. so mo and i used to work together so that's how i know mo and john is just meeting mo for the first time tonight true Mm true friends in the making i am emily i am a behavioral therapist technician and i work at a tattoo shop who are you friend?
2: my name is dom and i work with Youth in the Detroit area as an advocate, mostly for youth in the juvenile justice system.
0: Just Woo! So like I said, we're going to be talking about dating outside of the Muslim religion. So, Dom, you have all the questions. I have so many you. questions.
2: Okay, so where's your family from? And then how did your culture and religion impact how you were raised?
1: Well, my parents are from Iraq, and we came here... Around the mid 1980s, towards the 90s, I was born in 1999. And I grew up on the culture of just always being genuine and nice and put your other people before you. But it was always strict with what we ate and drank and going to certain restaurants or even other. Like activities like festivals or circuses and everything like that because they served alcohol it would be like awkward or weird and they didn't want to expose us to alcohol we didn't know what it was we didn't know for a long time we didn't know what pork was Mm -hmm. until like we grew up and started learning the animals and everything you know so i feel like they were sheltering us from the outside and then when it
2: happened they're like oh
1: yeah we can't do that
2: right did you have, like, a, a big faith community that you were a part of? Like, were you forced to go to, like, religious events? Or, or not even forced, but was it mm-hmm. something that you were expected to do? Did you enjoy doing it? Like, how did that kind of play well, out?
1: like, while well, growing up, I feel like, like, from first to fifth grade, we went to mosques every Friday with my dad. And it was, like, the kind of thing that you do with your sons, you know. And then we would do that. But then slowly, after growing up, out of it, we just branched out. Because then my dad married with a woman it's also Arabic but like conditioned like American American ways and everything and so we kind of lost touch with everything but it's still kind of with like intertwined with me too
2: okay so. yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. so did that impact how you viewed your like sexual identity like when you came to terms with your sexual orientation did your culture or your religion play a part in how you came to terms with that
1: yeah it was mostly like myself versus myself saying for the longest time I denied it for the longest I said no no this is a joke no I'm not this but I really didn't go to anyone to talk about it we just all knew it was wrong you're not supposed to say anything and any of that but like so it was just more of like me trying to convince myself that I am this way and like for the longest, I didn't believe it, and I just said, okay, I'm just going to die alone, you know, so God can love me and I can go to heaven and everything. But then for a short while after that, I started thinking that God really did make gay people and then wanted to say, okay, I want to test your faith and, like, saying, okay, I made you this way. You have these urges. You feel this way. Let's see if you can. Let's see if you'll follow me or, like, your urges, like, you know, like, man versus person or mm-hmm. all of that.
0: Mm-hmm. I know, like, in Christianity, a lot of times there is that belief where people are like, well, God did create gay people, but it's it's okay because they'll just never find love. And that's just, you know, their lot in life. and mm-hmm. it's, it's not a big deal. It's just, you know, some people were meant to be single forever. And you get, at least my parents or other people who are, like, super strong in the Christian faith were like, oh, well, like, you know, there's just some people that just never find love. And they're straight
3: it's like okay but that's different like that's a
0: totally different thing yeah everybody talks about how like people were created for community so no you were not created to be alone that's
2: not how that works when i started learning about the like gay christian network which is it used to be called the gay christian network and now it's called the q christian network because you're more inclusive their whole thing is there's like side a and side b and side a is like they believe that God created gay people and he created them to like have marriage and experience love and all of those things. Inside B is God created gay people, but he, he wants them to be alone because he doesn't believe that the like act of having sex or having sex outside of marriage can be viewed as something that is honored by God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting that those like, even in like the queer Christian community, those conversations still happen as well. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Yeah. So, how does religion impact your life now?
1: Right now, I'm just kind of questioning everything, saying, "Why did I have to go through all this hardship?" and trying to figure myself out, and just really like looking myself in the mirror and then saying that, like, my I'm the problem. I'm not good in this. I just feel like no one has to go through like second guessing themselves and saying maybe I need to change, maybe. They don't like my voice or my hair or my shirts or just basically everything. It's just, that's what I'm in a battle about. It's just, I kind of hold a grudge. I had to go through all of that, but I feel like I'm just touching base with the basics of like my pillars and then just like hanging on, like not all the way, but just like, just enough to like go where they're going.
2: Okay do you feel like it's, like, faith is important to you, but that's just challenging because of your identity, or is it challenging for other reasons, too?
1: It's, I feel like it it challenges me to an extent, because it's just, they always look at, like, how are you going to have kids, or, like, this, and you can't adopt, it has to be from you, your bloodline, you know, like, this is all going to waste, you know, like, You know, it's just you dying out. I'm just like, it's not, like, that serious, you know? Mm -hmm. But I kind of feel like religion is so intertwined, like, even more, like, thorn deep inside of, like, culture. To the point where, like, they can't identify which is which. Sure. And so they just brand it as religion, you know? Girls do this, or boys do that. Like, it's just, it's
3: not cool.
2: So do you feel ever, like, isolated from your culture because... You don't feel super tied to your religion.
1: Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can get that. Because mm-hmm. you okay.
1: just your friends can't, like, really relate. Like, all oh, your friends are Muslim. They're always like, yeah, you know, they always want you to be happy. But, like, you know, deep down in their head, they're like, you know, like, like I had one friend, I'd be like, you know, like, you know what you're doing is wrong. And I'm like, it just, it just always, like, they can't really relate. Mm-hmm. And I never really heard anybody, like, on the news or just talking or just saying, you know, like, they're, like, just explaining how it is. Like, they just say, I want to be Muslim and gay. And I'm like, okay, but, like, I get that. But, like, explain how you grew up, where you came from, and how you view it and everything. It's just, I feel like people just fight it, like, just like that. And I feel like it just needs more explanation. mm mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah. For sure. And that's hard, too, because, like you said, like, the your religion is, ba- is basically permeates all of your culture and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, like, there's not a lot of out and proud Muslim gay people so shout out to all those people and please be more visible if you have the opportunity to like because i know there's more resources to Mm -hmm. figure all of this out like i know it took me a really long time to
2: figure out
0: how my faith worked with you know who i was as a person
2: right i think that's why i thought it was so important too to like talk to queer muslim folks is because it's since it is such a huge part of a, a cultural thing as well. Whereas, like, we don't have that. Like, yeah, for sure. white people don't have culture. So, like, it's, it's like there's Christianity and then there's like your family, which, like, you might have like a specific culture within your mm-hmm. family, but like, you don't have an overarching, like, we don't, there's no such thing as like white culture. So, it's like, we don't it's it's almost like a double edged sword for you in some ways mm-hmm. because it challenges both your culture and your religion because they're so closely tied together where whereas like we don't have that experience mm-hmm. at all, so it's hard for us to understand like what that would be like because oh, yeah. mm-hmm. we don't we don't have to experience that, and I'm sure that can be super challenging mm-hmm. yeah, I
1: would say stay visible like I was scared for the longest, but like they don't know how to use phones like your parents are not. Searching your names with all these underscores. If you have a good enough email, I mean, you're good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you still
0: go to mosque with your mom? Because I know you are you live closer to your mom. Yeah, I
1: do. Um, I don't usually go, but, like, my grandma is, like, a really high in our community. She's, like, a, a priestess for Muslim women. So, like, it's almost like a priest, but just specifically for women. Mm. If someone dies or if there's a funeral, there's a speaking, like, she would talk and everything over their way. Mm-hmm.
0: That's cool. You have gone to mosque, like, since you've kind of been out, right? Yeah. How has that been? Like, I'm assuming you're not going around telling people that you're mm-hmm. gay, but maybe, like, people are starting to catch on. Like, how was that experience? Well, yeah, when I went back, I
1: had, like, light blue hair, mm-hmm. and everyone was just giving me red looks, but no one just usually says anything. As long as, like, you know, you're there and you're, like, they saw me praying, they saw me go and get, like, a, like, a, um, a, uh, we call it a turbo. It's like a thing that you pray on. Mm-hmm. They saw me walk over and get it and then pick a side and start praying. And, you know, I just feel like from there, they just, you know, just got the message. And just, I feel like they mind their business up until a certain extent, you know, because mm-hmm. that's like really disrespectful, like a huge sin to like just like move someone as they're praying to. That's like okay. a huge sin. You can't disrupt them. You can't push them. You can't prompt them with like food or like money. You know, it's just all of that.
2: Okay. So it would sort of be like, Culturally inappropriate to for someone to come up to you at mosque and be like, Hey, you're gay. What are you doing here? Like, would that be considered an inappropriate thing to do at mosque or like just specifically mm-hmm. while you're praying?
1: Um, I feel like it's just while you're praying. It's okay. like it's like imagine like you're you're like in a trance and they can't do anything. Like, sure. You have to be you have to stop it because they say like that's the one time like you're talking to God and like that's the big like no. Okay.
2: So now we're gonna talk a little bit about dating and what mm-hmm. dating is like. So you have a partner. Yes. Do you want to talk about your partner a
3: little bit? Yes, please.
1: <laughs> He's amazing. He's great. It's just so many words. Like, have it been invented to like call him like extraordinary things?
0: All oh, precious. <laughs> How did you guys meet?
1: We met on the famous dating app, Grindr. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dating and question.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, when we started talking, I found out his sign. I love Aquarius because I'm an Aquarius. And then I'm just like, I don't know, but, like, the stars are pulling me to you. And then he's like, stop being gay. And I'm like, no. You're
3: like But it's
1: just, he's just awesome. He's amazing. I just found someone that I can relate to and just, like, really just open up and just be, like, raw and open and just say all these unfiltered things, you know? And then he's just like, I get what you're saying. I know what you mean. I get what you're saying and everything from there, you know? And then working with it.
2: That's awesome. So I know nothing about your partner at all. So I'm just going to ask questions about him because I Emily might not already know these things, but I do not. Okay. So tell me about how does, – where does your partner land as far as, like, religion goes – is your partner Muslim? I I don't um, know anything about him.
1: So he was just saying he doesn't he doesn't really believe in anything. He I, he grew up Christian, he said, but not like too intensely. Just like to make people happy, like at the church, you know, like oh they're here. But then I feel like it just kind of stopped. I think when he got older. So it's, And then he just said he just lost touch base with, like, religion itself and just really believes in humans. Like, we have to just, instead of, like, believing in a big, huge person that everything would be better, like, we should stand up, we should fight, we should give this person and work for it, not just sit down and wait for it kind of vibes, you know?
2: So have you had conversations about religion as far as so many things? but well, let's start with, like, the basic stuff of how do you just talk about religion like does he would he ever go to mosque with you would you know like mm-hmm. things of that sort
1: i think he would go just for me but i'm not like a really huge like going to mosque kind of person oh, sure. but i think he would go yeah if, if i did ask him to and i like really told him i think he would go and he would do it for the experience to just see how it is and it is beautiful i showed him shrines and everything and like all like the walls are. Like, uh, calligraphy and they're all words they all mean something and he really looked at that and he really admired that so i would i would want him to at least maybe like the experience
3: yeah mm-hmm. because i think it's really pretty it's right. like a huge dome it's beautiful yeah it's gorgeous mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And that goes, I'm assuming, also for festivals for, like, Ramadan or mm-hmm. other holidays and stuff. Like, sorry, yeah. I can't talk. <laughs> he would go with you. Yeah, and, that's, and that that's, that's
1: thing. another thing. I was kind of afraid of, I'm like, the Sohoor Festival that's going on in Dearborn. And mm-hmm. it's just, like, a swarm of Arabs eating all at one place. And there's, like, they are really high, rich people, snobby ones that look down on you. And there's the other ones. It's just, like, it's just and it's like everyone in high school all at once oh boy i hate that yeah and then i just stopped caring honestly like me and me and matthew we went to like the hill and that's not like technically dearborn Mm -hmm. or anywhere but a majority of people from dearborn go there sure that was like my first time holding hands with him in public and i saw a lot of people wearing scarves, but i didn't know them you know but like just everyone and and i wasn't even I didn't feel scared. And I saw people staring and looking, like, oh my god, like, whoa, they're one of those gays. And I'm just like, you know, I just, I just wanted to, you know? I was like, why can't I get my hand, like, I want my hand to be warm, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah.
2: So, let's say for, like, for things like Ramadan, do you, like, do you participate in Ramadan still, as far as, like, fasting and things of that sort?
1: Uh, a little bit. Some days. Some days, I'm not going to lie, some days, oh. <laughs> some days yeah some days no but like last year i know i did all of last year and it's like a kind of a it's it's like a whole holy month where Mm -hmm. like everything you do gets like tripled like if you donate that's like if you donate three dollars that's like donating three thousand like it's up to that point so i feel like i would like more participate in like like, the majority of that one.
2: Okay. And does, is that something that he has participated in with you? Or have you guys never just no, had no, that, like, experience? No, never encountered yet? it yet. Okay. So now we're going to talk about serious stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Do you two ever want to potentially get married?
1: Yeah. I feel like that's, you know, the whole reason of being with someone, you know. I find it weird if you're just dating someone for two
2: weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to have, like, a formal marriage ceremony? And if so, what would that look like for the two of you?
1: Like, formal, like, regarding, like...
2: Like, do you want to have, like, a literal ceremony and, like, a big party? And, like, in typically in Arab culture, like, that's, like, a huge party. Yeah. So, like, is that something that you want or have you talked about those things? I have
1: talked about those things I've told them I want. Like a silver and like white wedding, like I want it decked out. I want to be bankrupt. I
2: want to be bankrupt.
1: <laughs> but it's just usually like in the like Arab culture, it's like the priest comes in, he marries you in front of your parents, just like you say a few so few words and everything, and then you start planning the wedding from there. Mm-hmm. And but she still stays, or they still stay at their parents' house until after that party. That party sure. that's when they, and that's it. So it's more of a private kind of wedding between families. And then it's like that. But I really want a whole decked out wedding. Like everything, dancers, people like throwing swords, like all Aladdin vibes. Yes.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love it. My cousin just got married to a guy from Iraq. And he, like they had like the sword dance. Mm -hmm. It was so cool. Like they got out and then they were like on each other, like the – the guys were on like shoulders of other guys and they were like just dancing around and it was, it was i don't know it was everybody was just having so much fun mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just such a like everybody is like just really super happy and together and like family's a big thing so but that's another thing so if you do get married would you extend the invitation to your family or would you just kind of like be like i don't feel like dealing with the drama
1: I feel like I would extend it to the newer generation, like my cousins and my, I have some aunts and uncles that are like around my age. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, I would invite them, but like I really would want to say I want to invite my mom, but like I feel like it would just break her heart if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, a lot of people always say you're not supposed to pause out negativity and everything, but I, I don't blame her. She hasn't like, she didn't wake up until like, growing up with gay people or anything she like was conditioned and battered and said this is wrong this is wrong and it's just in your state of mind where you just can't look any other way you Mm -hmm. know
0: yeah and also something i think that is is definitely an important thing to think about is think the fact that you've had time to come to terms with your sexuality your identity and everything like that and you've just recently come out to your mom right yeah so you have to think about like how much time did it take you to To come to terms with your own sexuality, your own Mm -hmm. gender identity, that's probably going to be at least the amount of time that your parents, you know, Mm -hmm. especially if they've grown up in a more rigid society, whether that's, Mm -hmm. you know, Islam or or Christianity, I feel Mm -hmm. like sometimes it just takes them a little bit. Yeah. It seems like your mom likes you and loves you. Yeah, you know? she's yeah.
1: We're really close. For a while, she thought I was trans because I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race, and I said no, no. <laughs> and then I was like, no, I was just I was just being blunt and just really just honest because I was really blowed that day, and I was just like, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm gay. This is it. And she's like, stop. Keep your voice down. Your brother's upstairs. I'm like, stop. No.
2: You're like, it's okay. I'm he like, probably yes. knows. Like, yeah. Was
1: like, she was like, no, no. I thought you have all these friends. They're they're all these girls. And I'm like, I'm like, Dude, what do you think? Like we do? Right. Like I'm painting their toes. Like. <laughs> Like I don't I don't understand like what do you think was going on when we were locking the door? She just really held it on like for dear life with every little thing like mm-hmm. oh my god he picked up more than ten pounds he's probably like a masculine man or something or just anything yeah mm-hmm. but she's slowly learning to accept it like just today she was like yeah it is normal but you just have to like not act on it and then I was like oh <laughs> I'm like oh my god that's that's so sad and she's like yeah I know but like heaven's fun and I'm like. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then
1: I was like, oh, fun. and I was like, oh my god. And I'm like, I saw saint's brochure. <laughs> but
0: oh my god. But then we
1: just—it's—I don't know—a a phone. She always gets a phone call and it ends conversations like that. So it's just amazing.
0: <laughs> your mom has a phone call thing. Like she's like, I'm feeling attacked right now. Somebody call me or real
1: quick. Like, we would just be talking at a phone call. I'm like yeah, <laughs> like, i'm just leaving i'm like oh and she's like and she's like no and i'm like oh my god i gotta go seriously <laughs> you know Yeah. oh i
2: love that <laughs> okay so you recently came out so you feel like i mean ideally you would want your family there it sounds like but it might just be like too overwhelming or stressful mm-hmm. at this point
1: yeah i feel like because my dad's side they're really strict and drama and, like, disgusting, and they're the worst of the worst, and then if this comes out, they're going to be, like, they're not going to, like, oh, my, like, they're gross. They've had, they have so much bad stuff that's sinful on them, and they're going to come after me, mm. and I'm going to have a field day, because I'm going to blurt out everything. <laughs> like, I'll say it, like, it's, um... Tea. You have receipts. <laughs> I have receipts and dates. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, I, I really... I really grew up closer to my mom's side, so I would hope my mom's side would come. Okay.
2: So, does your partner care about, like, what your wedding looks like? Does he, like, does he care if you just do it, like, the way that you would want to do it, or does he want to do things differently at all?
1: I mean, I, re- I think I remember him saying something about doing it differently. I think he didn't want it so flashy and everything, but, like, I grew up on that, and mm-hmm. I understand that. I grew up on, like, flowers everywhere, like... Literally like Disney weddings, right? And I showed him a couple. I even I saw this one gay wedding on YouTube, and it looked just like that.
3: Mm-hmm. And then he said he's like,
1: okay, that's really cool. Like,
2: that's
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I was like, you just. I feel just like why it.
2: wouldn't you want your wedding yeah. to be like that, too? Yeah. Like we like if if I don't marry someone that it isn't Arabic, then, like, I can't have my wedding like that. Mm. But if I ever had that opportunity, I would be like, hell yeah, we can have that flashy-ass beautiful wedding. Yes! <laughs> Belly
0: dancers everywhere. Yeah. Look, smoke. Yeah. Dude, like, I've seen so many videos of Arab weddings on Instagram, and I'm just like, damn. I just wish that th- they were that fun. Yeah. I just, like, I'm, I like I thought rich white bitches had... Yeah, no!
1: Had nothing
0: like, gross. <laughs> like, I just rich white bitches like had incredible weddings but no you yeah. guys turn it the fuck out yeah. these like, ladies
1: these ladies rent out an old barn and be like aesthetics
3: yeah. <laughs> we went to a, a barn wedding <laughs>
0: <laughs> I had a barn oh, wedding
3: I just, that's
1: one thing
0: no, I hate myself <laughs>
1: Like no country girl, back to the farm. Hell
0: yeah! (laughs) Mason jars (laughs) and glasses. Love
1: it. Mason jars and the light bulbs.
0: Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. The takeaway is a
2: succulent.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh my god.
2: Okay, one of my favorite topics in the entire world. Do you? Want to have children, potentially want to have children. Have you talked about that with your partner? How would you want to raise your children if you do
3: potentially want them?
1: I want to raise, I do want kids. I really do. I want to raise them kind of in the Muslim culture, not the like religion wise, because I can take away which is which. Mm-hmm. But like, I would want them speaking Arabic. That's like sure. amazing, you know, having them learn at least to read and write because i i don't know how to read and write i just can speak it he's not really too fond of children but i really, <laughs> i i really like kids they they're just so fun i used, okay. i used to work with emily mm-hmm. i work in another company with kids now but it's just i just i just love them yeah. they're just so fun mm-hmm.
2: so would you want them to practice religion at all or do you think that's something you would hold off on
1: i've seen how religion was on kids while growing up because like my dad would make us pray in front of them he would make us recite these like three hour passages through the quran and it just made me not even want like to do mm-hmm. it. i used to like fake pray i used to just like move hand movements just to make it sound like i'm going down and up again mm-hmm. while praying i just want to give them the rule book you know and then say this is what you have to do this is what you want to do and educate them on to like what it means and then they go from there that's what i said to like same thing to my sister she doesn't wear a scarf but she was like oh if i don't wear a scarf would you love me and everything like that i'm like of course i mean like you know what it means and you know what it stands for and you know what views come from it and everything you know you shouldn't just know you have to wear a scarf because you're right. it's like you it's just a whole message you know mm-hmm. and she just said okay and i said you do whatever you want to do you want to wear your hair you want to wear your hair out or you want to wear it and it's just up to you you pick it um you know
2: mhm yeah that makes sense so have you ever had to have any hard discussions in your relationship around your culture or religion that were like challenging for you and your partner
1: i wouldn't say like a conversation i would like say mostly encounters and conversations like i'm not just so used to like seeing a pork you know mm-hmm. on the dinner table every day Right. Like I would just see it in stores, like at like a little Caesars, you know, pepperoni pizza or chilies or ribs or just something like that. You know, it's just usually encountered when you're going out. But then when you go into someone's house, that you know you hold dear and and everything like that, you're just like oh. Is, like weird because mm-hmm. it's like weird for me yeah but it's not like weird for them it's like right. i'm like, like what and i'm like nothing <laughs> i don't know it's just it's just like a, it's just like a culture shock when you like encounter mm-hmm. these moments and even like alcohol i'm not a big drinker but like i didn't grow up around like mm-hmm. alcohol like that we just only saw it in stores you know so like when i when i saw it at their house i was just like oh this is cool like i didn't know you guys did this like mm-hmm. you, I, you just forget sometimes that people drink you yeah know? you're like oh and then they look at me like i'm crazy like what like you, you don't drink i'm like yeah i do but like it's just like crazy seeing a bottle in the house because if we have a bottle in the house it's under the bed or right so-
3: right
1: <laughs> it's hidden
2: so do you have to are, are these things that you've had to like talk about together like has it, has it ever been, I don't want to say an argument, but like, have you ever had to like set boundaries with each other? Like, for example, let's say you're like, you know, you guys are like out to dinner together or something and maybe you feel uncomfortable with drinking, just mm-hmm. as an example. Have you ever had to say like, this is something I'm uncomfortable with and like, mm-hmm. this is what I would really prefer or, or what? Anything like that?
1: Yeah, it was, it was like in that sense, but more of eating like, work Mm. and it was just a little it was just a weird conversation to have because i was like if you eat work i don't know if you can like Mm kiss like even little smooches or just anything like that i was like because i was just like i really it's not even the religion part it's like i don't even want it like touching me Mm -hmm. kind of like i don't want it around me or stuff so it just kind of made me uncomfortable but at the same time it was their birthday week and i felt really bad and i felt like an asshole and everything but at the same time i was like no like they should respect it it was just conflicting me but then i was just like okay you know you get whatever you want not in a bitchy tone or anything i was like you do what you want but i was like like just don't do it around me Mm -hmm. just you know even if i even if you're eating like a whole pulled pork or a pot pork roast or whatever and i'm coming up the steps you know you don't even have to tell me like just don't bring it up or it's just weird i don't know
2: okay so how how did that conversation go like was your partner okay with it was there like things that you had to work through to like get to that point
1: yeah it was just it was quiet for a minute and then I was telling them I love them and I have this doesn't change anything like my love for them and affection the it's just it just makes me uncomfortable just as mm-hmm. anything else would or just anything else and then they respected it, and they said yeah but then we always just like throw like Pork jokes, like like he would just have like he would have like an egg a cheese biscuit, and then we would be high as hell, just trying to eat something. And I just pull out a whole ham, and I'm like, this looks good. <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, it's just like those jokes are like awkward now. Yeah. And it's just like and then he's like, Haha. I'm like, no, let's stop, let's laugh. <laughs>
2: Like it's okay to laugh yeah. at it,
1: yeah. But I think we, we joked about it so much, where and that's what he told me. Like, you joked about it so much, that it didn't that serious. And like, I'm. Mm-hmm. S- yeah, and I was like, I'm sorry you took it that way too, but it, it is serious, and I'm happy like this happened earlier than right. never, and everything like that. We encountered it, we battled it, you know,
2: we're over it, mm-hmm. right? That's good. So, do you have any advice for queer Muslim folks?
1: I would just say, don't listen to everyone around you you're not weird or like don't trust certain people just really really watch out because a lot of like in the Arabic community it's always people snitching out people like oh this person wasn't wearing their scarf when they went to the sleepover and I had a boy there or something or, or a boy was there and her brother saw yeah. her hair it's just it's a lot of that like just really really be cautious on who you trust and everything and then just see And some people even surprise you. You know, you can't just go out in the world blindfolded, but just, like, don't look for acceptance right away. You know, don't just look for it and grab anyone. Just, like, really look and then find. Just
0: Yeah, well, take care of yourself. Keep yourself safe because, you know, especially with how ingrained religion is with your culture like it could be even like somebody who like cause we always joke about the people that are like oh i'm catholic but i don't practice yeah type thing mm-hmm. but i could see like somebody who who maybe you, were, you just have to be aware of your surroundings especially like like for instance like in michigan here we have dearborn and dearborn mm-hmm. is almost like it has in a, an incredibly large muslim or or just arab population mm-hmm. so you know just make sure you're in a safe space and Take care of yourself. If you feel like you have a good support system, I feel like mm-hmm. you maybe you could do that. But if you don't, then your well-being comes before any anything else. For sure.
2: I know it feels really hard for queer Muslim people to like find each other because a lot of times it it seems that there is a hesitation to like have those conversations mm-hmm. or to be out for you know all the aforementioned reasons. Mm-hmm. So. I, But I do know there is a a group on Eastern's campus that, like, is specifically for queer Muslim people. They, like, run out of the, like, LGBT Resource Center. And I know someone who is, like, really active there, and they have a lot of other community resources. Mm -hmm. So that would be a good place to go if you were looking for resources or, like, to meet people or anything of that sort. If you had questions... And then my other question is, do you have advice for just Muslim folks in general who are dating outside of your religion or culture? It's
1: just taking the person into consideration, you know. It's just they're still the person you met. It's just culture is just the bubble they're around, you know. It could always pop or you could always go in with them. Or you can just form two different people, two bubbles, and then you get like one big bubble. So it's just, just finding, you know your crowd and then just seeing where you fit in and like what part you play.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like you're saying you can be in a relationship with someone who is different than you but like still maintain your culture and values mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Feels like i mean like what we talked about last episode is like very much respect
3: mm-hmm. you know and if blanket. like yeah, yeah
0: blanket respect because like you said like pork is a hard line for you and if that's something that is that important hopefully your partner would respect you enough to be like all right you know pork it's just food yeah. you know yeah. I, and if it would make my partner comfortable if i didn't eat it right before we hung out or if I didn't eat it like in front of them there are so many other foods you know like Mm -hmm. we can we can make you know make allowances especially I feel like there are a lot of people that discount the muslim religion because unfortunately our government and our just society has demonized it so much so you know because i know there's uh, so many people that are like well why do girls still wear hijabs like are their parents forcing them or like why is this girl who like doesn't even live at her parents house anymore or like has like not super strict parents why is she still wearing the hijab it's like okay but maybe that's just something that they're comfortable with like we we work together with I'm going to blur her name out. I've talked to her, and she's said that she's like, yeah, I wear my hijab, but I'm, like, super progressive. But, honestly, it's because, like, no man deserves yeah. Yeah. my loss. Yeah. Like, you okay. know, like, nobody do, Like, if you're going to be my man, you have to be committed if you right. want to see all of my beauty, you know? Mm-hmm. Just be respectful of everybody. Yeah. Like, everybody has their things that they grew up with. Everybody has different comfortabilities about anything. It's just
3: mm-hmm. respect. I even
1: had a friend that is lesbian, and I even asked her, I'm like, would you still wear your scarf? And she's like, yeah, of course, why not? And the whole idea of the scarf is just hiding your beauty from a man. So, like, it. You, know, you just save that for yourself.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and then she was just saying, a girl's the same way. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna give her my all at the first glance. And I was like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. But it yeah. was, it was, it was, it was like, like I didn't even think of that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I had the same experience. I have a friend. Who is non binary but was assigned female at birth, and they still wear a hijab and they identify as trans masculine also. And I I actually text them today to because we have a listener question that's related to this, but they'd said the same thing to me. They just got married recently, and right before they got married, I asked them, you know, what their thoughts were on wearing their hijab around their soon-to-be wife, and they said, oh, no, 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 like, she still doesn't get the goods, like, until we're married, so, Mm -hmm. like, I still wear my hijab around here, and I was like,
3: okay, go ahead. Yes!
2: So, that brings me to our listener question, which the three of us are not qualified to answer. (laughs) However, we are going to, like, provide some resources a little bit. So, the question we got was, what are your thoughts on wearing a hijab when you are a pre-T trans man? So none of us wear a hijab, none of us are pre trans man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Mo's the only person here who would even like have that cultural experience whatsoever. So none of us are super qualified to answer that question. However, I think we all kind of came to the consensus that it's everyone's individual experience and you should do what makes you happy and makes you comfortable. There is a video lecture that we posted on our Facebook page about this. The person that I was speaking about earlier actually posted this video from the Eastern Michigan University LGBT resource center and the name of the lecture is not a girl but a hijabi and they go in depth about why they wear the hijab but how it has nothing to do with their gender but their liberation and 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 also preservation so that's a really good resource for that unfortunately the three of us are probably not the best Mm -hmm. to answer that question Mm -hmm. so yeah you do you yeah do you do what makes you happy i'm sure there are other elements to that that folks probably want more clarification on Mm -hmm. but yeah so give that video a listen because they that's exactly what they talk about actually Mm
0: -hmm. also dear listener if you would like to send us your reasons why you wear a hijab maybe we could do like a little post would love that. And you can like just give us like a paragraph or two on like why you do it. And I think it would be super helpful. We can keep you anonymous, of course, if necessary. But provide insight into why you do it. And I would love to know why. And I would love to celebrate you for it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Do you have any closing remarks about just anything in particular? How much you love
2: Matthew? <laughs> anything. <laughs> Matthew, um, what a guy. Yeah, yeah
1: he's amazing. He's sick today. I wanted him to come.
2: Yeah, I thought that he was gonna potentially be coming.
3: But it's okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. We'll just no, that's okay. How
2: <laughs> dare you, Matthew? <laughs> you
0: so Matthew does drag, and literally his drag persona is so good. Like I was Amazing. telling, I was telling him, I was like, you need to go do shows. Like you're ready. And he's like, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see pictures. Now. Oh my goodness. Let me show you. We'll, we'll have link. Them yeah. right now. We'll link everything. Also, we'll yes. link Matthew and if you want to. Pro- I know you're not super out there on social media. No, oh, so. it's
1: fine. The drag name is uh, Rietta.
0: Cute.
3: Yeah,
0: he is so po- like tell oh, me tell me what? that man is not polished. Okay. That queen is polished. What a sodium. So cute. Amazing. Matthew Ridges.
2: I love just, it. You know, Some of the judges in in of your beauty. It, um,
1: he was in a competition and the judges were like talking about his corset and how it's showing. I really don't see how bad it is. I just feel like it shows more definition.
3: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Just being know. picky. They were. Is. They were
1: like, you're amazing, but you're... I'm like, no. They're like being
3: assholes.
0: You're amazing, period.
3: Period. Like, tell <laughs> me
1: that's not everything.
3: That's really funny.
0: I love the fact that he includes the mustache. That's yeah. Every once in a while. It's like my favorite thing.
1: It was just out of nowhere. And he's like, babe, is this cute? And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah,
3: duh. Yes.
1: And then he just kept on calling me garçon the whole night. <laughs>
2: I love it! <laughs> what a cutie! Yeah, nice. and
1: Rietta was named after his first ferret. She really helped him through like everything, all his hardships. I love that so much. Yes. She's amazing. He's living like her... I feel like her... Her fantasy. <laughs> through, right. That's amazing. Yes, I love that
2: I so love much. Alright, do you want to plug your social media stuff?
1: Just, just underscore A-L-J-I-D-A. My last name Aljuda. Cool,
2: cool, sweet, yeah. And if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram at Two Queers Podcast. The two is spelled out T W O. And then we also have a Facebook page now. I just made it today. Yeah, and it's just two queers walk into a church. So you can find us on Facebook now. We'll start posting some more stuff there.
0: Yeah, and Twitter is Two Queers Podcast also, but it's the number two. Mm -hmm and i am emily craig my <laughs> socials are emily craig art craig is spelled k-r-i-e-g would love to have you follow me where are you friend
2: my instagram and my twitter are hi underscore i'm dom but the High has two eyes, yes. which i didn't remember for the longest and then like two <laughs> weeks ago emily was like i think it has two eyes and i was like no it doesn't yes it does <laughs> So, I'll keep reminding you all of that. Thanks for listening,
0: guys. And thanks to Mo for being Thank yeah, you for having me. Thanks, Mo. Yes, we love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: So, I don't have any more questions. Do you have any more questions? <laughs> I'm really sorry about my smoke detector that I won't change the batteries for, friends. <laughs> it's all good.